charge here. That's what the rules are. Yeah. I got what the rules are. <laughs> Here's a rule. When Negan thinks you're lying, don't tell him you are. Uh, yeah. I will get to that. Episode 47. Woo! Right? Yeah. Yeah, Walkers and Talkers. I'm Dave Brody from Elvis the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light Hi. FM in New York. We're three episodes away from 50. Woo, that's so exciting. It is exciting. I'm excited. I I really thought... Okay, here, I'm going to be honest. Okay. I started this podcast like three years ago. I used to listen to it then. Yeah, with we did Lauren. It with Lauren, right, who used to be on our show. We did a few episodes. I really back then started the episodes only because I loved the name Walkers and Talkers. <laughs> I thought it was a clever name, so I said, well, I can't waste it. And if someone else does it, then I'll lose the name. So let's do a podcast and own it. Yeah. And then Lauren left the show. She has her own show in Boston with TJ. If you don't know who they are, they're up in, in Boston. And then I couldn't get anyone else to do it for a while, and I kind of lost interest in everything. So the fact that you and I are doing it, and we're doing it every week. I love it. And we're getting close to 50. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I, they said, if you want your own iHeart channel, you have to do three weeks in a row to show them that you're serious. Oh, we're serious. So by the third episode, I'm like, damn, I'm serious. <laughs> so serious, this episode's going to be really long. I apologize. <laughs> I want to get a couple of things out of the way. Uh, I got a, uh, my thoughts and opinions got a little bit of notoriety this week. That was really a cool. little bit of press for the for the podcast. So undeadwalking.com, who we often read articles from and and get quotes from and stories and ideas. They had a tweet that went out looking for suggestions, and it said, "If Gregory named all the characters on The Walking Dead, what would that be like?" Because he gets everybody's names wrong. Yes. <laughs> so this is what I wrote. You'll have to figure out who it is that he would be referring to. Rice, Mishmash, Carol and Carl just swap names. <laughs> so he calls Carol, Carl, Carol, Coral. Um, Darnell, <laughs> Magnet, Terry, Kasha, Rosalinda, Huge Jean, <laughs> Jeez Louise, Ingrid, Nigel, Simone, and King Easy E. King Easy E. Yeah. Okay, I have like 75% of that. Oh, good. Yeah. Which ones didn't you get? Um, rice. Who's rice? Rice is Rick. Oh, okay. You just changed the K to an E. Okay. Remember Letterman from the old uh, electric company show? It's a long time ago. Look up Letterman. Okay. He would take a letter off something and throw another letter on and change the meaning. <laughs> they just call him Rice. I could have called him Dick and Prick, but I thought that was too obvious. Oh, poor Rick. And plus, I didn't know how, how dirty I could get, so I kept it as Rice. Yeah, and Ricky was taken, so. So shout out to UndeadWalking.com and shout out to FanFest.com. Javis Moffley, or Moffley, sorry, Javis. Uh, he's a, a, a real big tweeter of ours on at walkers underscore talkers and at our, our regular Twitter handles at David underscore Brody and at jmegs514, which you're going to change eventually. Yes, I have to figure that out. Figure that out. <laughs> oh Radio Jamie, something like that. Something. Anyway, he wrote an article on um, the theory we had. Well, I had theory, but we both talked about it, that the betrayal, because the actor who plays um, Morgan, yep, Jenny, uh, Lenny, Lenny James, James. His, he said someone's going to betray the group this season. So someone's going to not betray somebody. He said someone's going to betray our group and this season. You have to remember both parts of that. Yeah. Because people keep tweeting us saying, I think it's Dwight. No, no. Not betray Negan. Betray our group of survivors. And not next season, this season. Yeah. So my theory was that you heard last week, I think, on the, on the podcast. Yeah, you had two. I had a couple. But one of them was that the betrayal is Tara not telling the group about the girls, the women of the Oceanside. Yes. That's her betrayal. 
No, that may not happen. She may tell them. She may break down. Because they have the guns. Right. In episode 14, there's a description in the episode that says someone has a moral decision to make. By the way, the, the episode descriptions of episodes 14 and 15 are online now. 12 and 14 and 15. I'm not sure about 13. I'm not going to cover those. You can look those up. You can find the episode descriptions. Or next week, as we get closer, we'll talk about 14 and 15. But um, I believe Negan goes to the hilltop in 14. Oh, boy. And I think we know why now, mm-hmm. based on today's episode, well, this week's episode. So I want to get to a couple of tweets, and I promise we'll answer them. So Amanda Tidy, uh, TWD, um, uh, she said, why did Dwight do that to the doctor? Like Negan, who couldn't understand why Dwight would lie about that, that was her question. I said, not going to answer you on Twitter. Listen to the podcast because I want everyone. It's, good. it's yeah. a great question. I want to address that. Uh, Mike Jones said, "His here's a theory that I also agreed with. Um, he he, uh, it was actually something I was going to address anyway, and I told him that he thinks because Morgan lost his stick, and Ben is being trained to use a stick, and Ben knocked over Bo Bice, Jared, the uh, bad guy <laughs> with the Bice. long hair. Shit, shit, right, yeah. the shit." <laughs> That Ben gets killed in the coming weeks. Oh, man. That's what gets Ezekiel to go to war because Ben's a sympathetic character and then Morgan gets Ben's stick. That that could be. Right. So it seems like a little too convenient that the guy with the other guy with the stick would die. So, But I, that's walking <laughs> dead. And Morgan gets a stick. So that's my theory and Mike Jones's theory. And then Marlon Walkman, he's bored. Tired of the buildup, he wants action. Wow. Okay. He's bored. Like I look, second half, of, first half of the se- second half of the first half of the season. I understand that, but now things are happening. There's evil going on. So, all right, let's talk about the episode. Okay. And then we'll talk about a couple of good articles that were on uh, our favorite websites. All right. So another extended episode by nine minutes. Love the extended episodes. Get extra commercials for AMC, but that's okay. <laughs> Got a little more content. It was sort of a bottle episode, as we've talked about. Yeah. Where it, it only showed Eugene and the the saviors, like when Daryl was there. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see Rick and Michelle and everybody else. Normally, I say bottle episodes, feh. <laughs> Hashtag bottle episodes, feh. That's F-E-H. <laughs> that F-E-H? Like meh, feh. Feh, feh. That's my grandfather. He's, when he likes them, he goes, feh. <laughs> Which is a Yiddish term that was short for like feminist gishkevain or something like okay. that. Oh, okay. It was like, eh, feh. Okay. So, old school meh. <laughs> but I kind of like this episode. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. It was different to see Eugene like get a little ballsy. He did get ballsy, which which we will delve into yeah. in depth. So I liked it because we saw a lot of Negan. Although I have to tell you, you, you know when you, you have a friend who has a beard and he shaves it and his face looks naked? Negan looks naked. It looks like he, every time I look at him, it looks like he just shaved and he's missing something. Oh, I think he looks sexy. And I think the first impression for me was... At the lineup when he when he killed Glenn and Abraham. Spoiler. No. <laughs> and uh, I know technically he killed Abraham and Glenn. Yeah. In that order. Spoiler. <laughs> Reverse order. Spoiler. And uh, I, so to me, it's that I think he's missing the beard. Like if Rick shaved his beard now, he would look clean shaven, but it would look like he was missing the beard. Yeah, it would be weird. So that, I think that first is an old uh, uh, advertising um, expression. First in the mind wins. That if you're the first ketchup on the market. You will always be associated with ketchup, and no one will ever beat you. Pepsi will never beat Coke. Yep. Because when you think of soda, you think of Coke. Pepsi can only hope to come close, but in the minds of the consumer, Coke is the definitive, and Pepsi is the alternative. Yes. And in my mind, 
The beard is one, no beard is two. Okay. So tweet us and let me at walkers <laughs> underscore talkers. That makes sense. Thoughts on the beard. I don't know if it makes sense, but I did a good job explaining yeah, my well, point. I so, liked your pitch. I was well, I went I almost <laughs> went to law school. So there you go. <laughs> Um, so this episode was sort of a partial flashback. So last week, we saw our group, and then we heard stuff going on on the walkie-talkie yeah. of them finding Fat Joey, and 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 we got to find Daryl. And then we saw Simon show up to Alexandria looking for Daryl. Yep. This episode takes place about a half a day earlier. Before that. So we can see them find Fat Joey. Let us remind our audience that now Joey... Skinny Joey is just Joey. Yeah, it's not good enough. He's just regular Joey now. He's regular Joey. They have to find another fat Joey or a super skinny Joey so that Joey can be fatter or heavier Joey or non-skinny Joey. So this sort of flashes back. Now, there are side-by-side pictures we were just looking at online. Very interesting. Of fat Joey dead on the ground this episode versus fat Joey dead on the ground from the when the season ended, yeah. half of the mid-season finale, right? Yeah. His body's facing the wrong direction. He's not as fat as he was, apparently. He was almost half the size. The pictures don't look right. No, now, and he's and he has less keys hanging off of him. Right. Now, I don't know if that's not Fat Joey on the ground, and it's a stuffed zombie, and his head's bashed in, so it's not really Fat Joe. Uh, so did they not stuff the zombie the same? They didn't use enough stuffings. Yeah, a little enough stuffings. Not enough stuffings. So a little continuity error there. Yeah. Not quite like having a plane possibly fly by. And well, that, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> like from the last week when the video of Rick at the top of the junkyard, and something flew by. We don't know what that was. So this is what we saw in the trailer last week. Dwight runs up to the body. He looks and sees Daryl's motorcycle is missing. He hears Negan returning oh, from, it, from wherever he yep. was. And, well, he was from Alexandria. Yep. And he and so he so Negan shows up in that white shirt, still has Spencer's blood on it. Yeah. So it's kind of tell you where they're at in their timeline. And Daryl, Daryl is gone. Yeah. So Dwight freaks out, and he's now realizes, uh oh, I bet you Daryl's gone. He runs to the cell, right. And he's gone. At that point, just like from the trailer, confirmation he didn't let him out. No. Which I said he didn't do it. Yeah, we agreed on that. We we, we said who it was, and he looks everywhere. He does not see. Um. The key, he's not in the cell, and then he runs to his room. Um, and then, so we'll get to that in a second. Negan pulls up in his truck. Eugene's got the hood on his head from oh. Alexandria. The hood comes off, and Negan's there smiling, and, and Eugene looks terrified. Yeah, he does. Terrified. Dwight runs to his room now, where we saw Daryl go. Daryl took clothing, he took that carved thing. Remember we said we didn't know whose room it was? Yeah. And I said it's Dwight's room because of the carvings, the figurines. He whittles. He whittles. And he sees his room's been ransacked by, I guess, by uh, by Daryl. Um, Eugene's praying not to be hurt. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. He's terrified still. Um, and then that red door we saw open, right? That was in the trailers. Yeah, they were leading him to it. They were leading him to it. He thought he was going to get killed oh. or something. And that's the room that was going to be Daryl's had he just said, I'm Negan. Yeah. They were going to let him live the good life. And... The room is going to be for for Eugene. And did you see Eugene's face when he looked? He like, you know, they were so kind to him. I thought, what's the catch? They let him in, unclipped the things around his back, and they let him look at his books and said, "What can I get you to eat?" Right. So and I'm the, like, what is going on? Right. Here? So the female savior with the tattoo on her neck, uh, she says, "Welcome home, haircut." 
She was really nice to him, actually. Yeah, well, she called him haircut when they came to Alexandria. And she was hitting on Spencer. And she was hitting on Spencer, like, that's right. like, watching haircut? Yeah. And he's like, actually, I do he's like... He's like, actually, I do like yeah. watching. Mm-hmm. So she tells Eugene there's a library, but that Daryl didn't get to enjoy it because he escaped. Yeah. And uh, at this point, Eugene just found that out because yeah. he didn't know. He's, she's like, you know where your friend is? He's like, I do not. I do not. I do not. She offers him anything he wants, and he says, anything? She says, anything? He says, anything? Is anything? I think she was going to punch him at that point. So I can have anything? Lobster? I want lobster. And she's like... Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did say anything. Yeah. So he orders pasta and sauce. And just to tell you the kind of life they're leading, she says red or orange. By the way, what is orangey sauce? Vodka like a sauce? vodka sauce. Oh. Or like um, more of a tomato based. Oh, okay. There are different ways of making tomato sauce. It goes orangey. It isn't all from a can, honey. Yeah. A jar. <laughs> a jar. <laughs> And they're uh, out of pickles. Guns, he liked pickles, and they guns said he, and jars. Guns and guns jars. Guns and jars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, so he has beer in the fridge. He's got eggs and food. At that point, were you thinking betrayal? Uh, I thought let's see how this plays out because he looked pretty damn happy to be in that room. Well, Eugene goes over to the radio and puts it on. Oh my God, I loved that. And it's Easy Street, Easy Street, where they tortured Daryl the same music. Yep. But he smiled. He liked it. Yeah. Well, one, he's a, kind of nerdy, but two, he is now on Easy Street. He, oh, I didn't... Look at that. <laughs> See? He is now. He is sort of on, on Easy Street, and, he, and I think he's he's sort of enjoying it. Um, Dwight finds the note that Daryl got that said, go now. Yep. Apparently, Daryl didn't burn it. He freaking left it he there. He left it there, which would have incriminated anyone who left the note. True. Henry. And as I said, it wasn't Jesus. It was impossible. It yeah, couldn't have been yeah. Jesus. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, we we both predicted who it was. We nailed it. Nailed it. So we're back to Eugene. No, I'm sorry. There's a knock on the door. And the saviors bust in and beat the crap out of Dwight. Oh, yeah. And Negan's just standing at the door watching it happen. Yep. Watching it holding Lucille with that look that he was not happy. Now, did I miss a scene from the trailer last week, there was a scene him, with him talking to Daryl saying, oh, after all we've been through, and he says, I'm Negan. That was in there? Who said that? Negan to Dwight. Because you're still Dwight. After all we've yes, been through. Yes, he did. When, uh, uh, where did he say it? Was in it, the doorway, right? In the doorway. When, okay. d- when they threw Dwight back in that cell. And he goes, you like it in there? Because that's where he originally went when they escaped. Right. And he goes, uh, after everything we've been through, who are you? And he goes, I'm Negan. And then he let him out. Yeah. So, I thought that was, I thought it was full circle. Yeah. Because Dwight was in there, he put Daryl in there, and now his ass is back in there. Yep, Daryl's out now. His, yep, he's back in. So, Negan tells, uh, tells Dwight that Daryl's gone and he had help. And he says, Sherry's missing. Coincidence? Now, we figured out it was Sherry. Yeah. Hello, spoiler. Spoiler! I didn't know she was going to run away, though. I thought she'd just let Daryl out and she'd still be around. No, because if she got blamed, she'd get the iron. True. Or worse, God knows. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he, I like that he did ask Dwight. He says to him, you were supposed to break Daryl, but did, did he, he get to you? Yeah, when he said, did you break you, I'm thinking, well, kind of. A little bit. A little bit. Well, he definitely broke Sherry. Yeah. Dwight is um, talking to, to Negan, and Negan says, this is where he nails it. Negan knows his shit. He says, Daryl is emotional. He's either going home or coming here to try and kill us. Yes. Yes, he is. Because he left the he left the kingdom. Yep. Either to go back to Alexandria or go kill Negan and Dwight specifically. Right. And so Negan knows that. 
wherever he is, he's on his. He's coming back. He ain't no fool. He says uh, to Dar- to Dwight, "Do you think you know where Sherry went?" And Dwight says, "Yes, he knows." Which leads us to, by the way, did you notice Doctor Carson was was standing right behind him the whole time outside the uh, the prison cell? No, I didn't. Yeah, notice so that. so he was there, I guess. So he overheard that conversation. He did, but he also was there maybe in case, well, because he knew that uh, Dwight was beat that up. Dwight needed to be uh, yeah. cleaned up. So uh, next scene is Dr. Carson stitching up Dwight, and Dr. Carson saying Sherry was soft. She saw Daryl and needed help, and she helped him. She had a big heart. Yeah, she had a big heart. And he says, look, I get it. You get it. You got beat up, and you're right back at it, meaning you know how it works around here. You follow Negan's rules. They kicked your ass, and you're right back Team Negan. Yep. And uh, he goes, you may even get your own outpost out of this. Like, you know, do right by this, hunt Sherry down. You may even get promoted. Like, the doctor's pumping him up. Like, screw her. She was soft. We don't need her. She married Negan to save you. She's too nice. He goes, you don't expect people like that to be around very long. Yeah, that, yeah. So at that point, I'm thinking, the doctor's a team player. Doctor is, I'm team Negan. Oh, he's all in. He's all in. And Dwight's sort of like giving him a look, but not saying much. Next scene, he rides off on his motorcycle. We assume going to that greenhouse we saw in the, in yep. the trailer. Which, by the way, people were asking if that's Carol's house. No. Any old house? You're a house racist. <laughs> the house is green. Carol's house is, I think, off-white or whatever. Yeah, white. And has a, a fence and a cemetery. and yeah, no. All houses don't look alike. <laughs> all right. So Eugene gets a tour of uh, the sanctuary, being treated like an honored guest. He learns about the point system and the rules. If you want something, you take it. Negan tells him to say hello and asks him his name. After this, they go outside. And he says he's, he's Eugene. And he shows him the bullet in Lucille. And he says, are you a smarty pants? Do you know things? Eugene is terrified. Oh, my God. I am indeed a smarty pants. Uh, he admits to making the bullets in machine shop, where the machine shop was, and, uh, and reading a lot. But this is my line I love. Did you catch this? Uh, and if uh, knowledge is dropped, I do indeed pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. And Negan says, you really are just some asshole. I couldn't believe Eugene goes, uh, I am not. And he goes, I have a doctorate and whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, he actually went against Negan in that moment. Well, he, he stood up for himself. He did, but I was like, eh. And then he starts talking about the scientist stuff again. Yeah. The human genome project. <laughs> he basically goes into the same line of dialogue that he gave Abraham to get Abraham on his side and not and protect him. Yep. Where he tells the lie. About, he didn't tell the lie about knowing the cure. But he did say everything else and pumped up his statistics. To make himself look valuable. Right. At this point, we see a, a walker. The bottom half, very convenient the walker did this. The w- bottom half of a walker falls away and rots away. That was kind of cool. And so Negan says, I want your help keeping the wall walkers alive. Um, like that one there. Um, <laughs> and so Eugene, I think remembering the bullet shop. Yeah. Where the armored walker that had the metal on its head and he couldn't kill it. This was pretty genius. He, re- I guess he remembered that incident. And he says, you have to use, uh, you have to smelt uh, metal, melt it down, cover the walkers, it'll protect them, attach them to the fence, and if you put it on their head, it'll protect their heads from being uh, attacked. Negan, like, loved that. Yeah, he he's like, I just did a good thing. I'm not smart, but I'm smart enough to have known to take you. Yeah. And this is where he starts to win Eugene over, apparently. He says, did Rick use you for smart things? And Eugene says, no. Well, he says, No. Because he gave him a look like, you know. Yeah, he didn't actually answer him, but the look was, right. no, he doesn't. To which I say, betrayal? <laughs> I thought it for a second. So then Negan offers to send over some wives to keep him company. No sex. No sex. But nice having some ladies around. Yeah. They smell nice. They feel nice. Ugh. 
Well, I, it was just weird. I was like, they smell nice. I like it's ladies. It's like nothing like a woman that smells nice to make you feel human again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, see, you remembered the line. I remember. So Eugene's he light, his uh, eyes light up and he says, "Wives." Yeah. Plural. He doesn't quite know. Do we think Eugene's a virgin? I'll jump ahead. On Talking Dead, he did say that. Josh McDermott says he believes that Eugene is a virgin. It, yeah. So that I guess it, the the backstory he's been given is he's never had sex before, as far as the actor knows. Yes. And we know of, he likes to watch. Probably, and he has a mullet. Probably because he's so curious because he's never done it himself. Right. He used to like he watched Abraham and Rosita on the couch that time. That was creepy. It was, and it was creepy. Uh, Rosita was way too hot for Abraham, but mm. I guess in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Did you notice when Negan Negan asked him for a thank you for the wives, and he says thank you. Yep. And he starts walking away, escorted Eugene. He smirks. Oh yeah. Now, did he smirk? Theories at Walkers underscore Talkers. Did he smirk because he survived? He was proud of himself for using his intellect, and he got a and he was able to save himself. Did he smile because he realizes how good his life could be? He's got women coming over his house and. Or did he smile because he fooled Negan? I think it's a little bit of all of the above. Plus, he has a little bit of power under his belt now. You know, they, they, the way Negan reacted with his idea, they need, they need him now. Yeah, well, he references that later, which, you know? which we'll so, get to. I think he smirked for everything you said. Well, we cut to Eugene in his room playing Atari 2600, a game called Yar's Revenge. So hot. So hot. <laughs> So back in the day, this was a, a groundbreaking game. Yeah. Now it looks like poop. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it really looked bad. Uh, they were even using the game Defender sound effects. Yeah. Uh, because they were pretty much all the same sound effects back then. Um, he's eating popcorn and surrounded by Negan's wives. One of them offers him a massage, and he gets really uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, uh, she put his hand on his knee, and he kind of like backed away. Yeah. Now, Josh McDermott doesn't play that video game in particular because it's so old. They said that they gave him the controllers. He asked for the controllers to practice so he'd look like he was playing. Mm-hmm. And then they had, I guess, the, the oh, geeks on staff. On they made they filmed themselves. They filmed it playing, and then they looped it so it looked like he was doing really well. Yeah. But the actor doesn't play Yar's Revenge. No. Anyway, um, one wife wants to talk about the Human Genome Project. So she's like, oh, if you don't want to have a massage, how about I can listen to you talk about the Human Genome Project all day. And his back is to them, and he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, because uh... what do you mean? One of them's smart? And so he goes into his bullshit thing about, uh, I can't talk about it. And you wouldn't That's understand. Classified. That's classified. You wouldn't understand it. That's much too, you know, highbrow for you ladies. So there's two There's two women. And then Amber, the one who her boyfriend, Matt, got ironed. He, She's kind of, or Mark, kind of in the background just kind of getting trashed. Yeah, she's annoyed and drunk and doesn't really want to be yeah, there. Yeah, she's not really partaking in this conversation. She's just kind of in the background. Yeah. But we did miss one thing. In his trying to brag to the women how smart he is, he says he could make a household bomb. Um, uh, yeah. You know, if you get me what I need, I can make a bomb. I can make balloons explode. I can do anything. So they're all like, oh, my God, that's so cool. They they're hold all, them to it. They're all, yeah. So <laughs> they take him down. They get him supplies. They take him to this open outside. And uh, he makes foam and then explodes the balloons. And then uh, the redheaded wife is all over him. Oh, yeah. All I, of them. I was really nervous for a minute that Negan was going to come out or something. Because right. it looked like she almost was going to kiss him. But they were all, like, really impressed with him. They did that experiment, the two experiments. I saw that. On Talking that Dead. Was so awesome. They call it um, elephant gum. Yes. Really cool. 
So definitely I hope you watch Talking Dead this week because they did that uh, that experiment. We go to commercial, I think, and then when we come back, Dwight's at the greenhouse that we saw in the trailer. And he walks in and he says, honey. Now, that's what he called Sherry. That was his nickname for her, right? Honey. The second he said that, I said, this is their old house. Oh, you knew it right away? I knew uh, before he even picked up the photo. I'm like, this has to be where they lived. When he said honey, I wasn't sure if that was a place they had been to before. But then immediately, I, then I, and when he took a couple of steps, that's says his house. It seemed very familiar to him. I'm like, oh, I think this is where they lived. And then they showed the picture of them, very a young, happy yeah. couple. It was like a great photo of them. And sad. Now, you cried at some point. You know what? That letter that Sherry left him was so intense and sad that I actually did cry. I felt so bad for Dwight. And, you know, she references in the letter, like, this is where you told me to come find you if we ever get separated. And you said, you'll bring the beer and pretzels and, and we'll be together. Mm-hmm. And then after the let, and she leaves her wedding rings there. And she says, I had to leave because I don't know if you're going to kill me or what's going to happen. And right after that, it was like so sad. He took out the beer and pretzels and yeah. it's like, you knew he would have left with her, and he still loved her. Yeah, he and brought they the beer and together, pretzels. And I, I cried. I'm not going to lie about it. I don't know if a lot of people caught that reference because it was it was six or seven minutes apart. Yeah. But he no, brought I the beer that. and pretzels. Yeah. That, that, that. And he had the cigarette with her lipstick on it that he saved. He keeps in his little cigarette pack their wedding, his wedding ring, hers, and a cigarette with her lipstick on it. Speaking of the cigarettes, did you notice the name brand on the cigarettes? I could I know it was a red box. I couldn't make it out. So it looked like Marlboro, but it said Morley Sigs cigarettes on it. Okay. I said Morley. That's a reference to the old TV show, The X Files, the original version of The X Files. The smoking man used Morley cigarettes. Those are oh. uh, a tribute to The X Files. And last week they did a tribute to Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, with their truck. With the Smokey and the Bandit truck. Now we had talked about is it the real truck? We didn't know if it's a real truck, a replica truck. Yeah. And then I please forgive me, but somebody tweeted us and said. Smoking the Bandit was filmed in Atlanta, in and around Atlanta, and that the truck is probably still in that area. It might be the real truck. I thought it was the real truck. I mean, it could be the real truck, or it could be an homage because they filmed it there, and they may have used that highway. So It was interesting. Yes, it was. Yes, yes, yes. So the voiceover basically said what you said, and and he's walking around the house, and he's having memories of her. Sad. And he sees a Post-it note in the sink and he matches it to the note that was left for Dwight, just to confirm. It was left for Daryl, sorry. The G and go now matched. Right, the and he word and right away he knew Sherry let him out. Yep. But I, I want to reference something you mentioned a minute ago when she said, "I didn't know what would happen if you found me here." She said, "I didn't know if you'd take me back there to the sanctuary, if you would kill me." Or if we would leave together. Yeah. And I actually was interesting. I was reading online because a few times she insinuated in that letter, you know, you know, Dwight, you know, D, you have some, you have trouble remembering things. Mm -hmm. And people are, I read some theories online um, that maybe he has slight early onset of dementia. They said he has a lot of hard time remembering things. I don't know. I have, I have a hard time remembering things like everything my wife tells me to do. (laughs) And I don't have to. Could be. It just, they, they really, and she really emphasized that like three times in the letter. I just, I just, well, maybe, or maybe. Who knows? It's just a theory. Or maybe since he had his face burned, he doesn't think quite as well. Who knows? And she blamed herself for who he's become. She said, I loved who you were. And I did this so you would live. But She sacrificed herself for him. Yeah, but now the world you're in, I've done this to you, and now you're someone else, and I'm sorry for that. But in fairness, back in the burnt woods from two seasons ago, Daryl was about to invite them to come back to Alexandria, and he and Dwight pulled a gun on Daryl. That was the first time he did it. Yeah. It wasn't that they went back and seeing Negan with his, with his wife and that that turned him. 
he was a bad guy before he had his face burnt. Yeah. Maybe not as bad as he is now. Not as bad. I mean, he's pretty bad now. So in the letter, Sherry said, you've killed people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get Eugene's back in his room. The two wives that weren't Amber come to Eugene's room to tell him that Amber wants to die. She's miserable. She wants to end her life. And they chose to be with Negan. Amber didn't. Yeah. Like, it was our choice because, you know, we wanted a better life. But and... Amber's mom was sick and needed medication, so right. she agreed to do this, but it's torturing her. So now I'm thinking, so they want Eugene to make a pill to kill her. She can take a pill and die peacefully, not hurt herself, hurt other people, yeah. suffer when, you know, when she dies. They say it's better that way. And at this point, I, I typed this as the show's going on. So I wrote, in case I was right, I wrote, at this point, I think the pill is for Negan. Really? Yeah. See on my sheet right there? I didn't think, I didn't think that at first, but I thought something, I didn't fully believe that this was for Amber. I didn't believe it was for Amber, and it's The Walking Dead. Yeah. Regardless, he's been there two days now, Eugene. Are you really going to start making pills and helping to kill people? Like, you're on easy street exactly. right now. Exactly. I thought if you kill one of Negan's wives, you will be ironed in about two seconds. Yeah. Go to commercial. Fear the Walking Dead. Passages is on. Another, like, minute of the show. I feel like it's been the same clip, like, the last three it's weeks. It's really dragging. It really is for me. I know that this, Get whatever... Get out of this under cavern thing. 16 episodes that all form, like, a 10-minute scene, yeah. whatever it is. Move, I get it, you're in the cavern. But, like, it was... You dropped into the cavern. You couldn't find each other. You're trapped. A walker is there, about to grab you. I feel like they've been in the cavern for a month. Yeah. I understand they're trying to tease Fear the Walking Dead. I understand why. Give us, give us two minutes. Yeah, the airplane one was better. The airplane one was better. I felt like more was going on. Totally. This is like slow motion. Yeah, so, there's only like three people, really. And, and to be honest with you, Fear the Walking Dead, the the plane, uh, Flight 462 yeah. or something like that, only two people from the entire plane survived. Yep. And one of them died on the boat when they, oh. right? The kid died yeah. right away. And so only the, it was Alex? Yep. Well, right? good memory. The Asian woman? Yep. She, we're going to see her again, I'm sure. Yeah, because they cut her loose from the boat. Right. And so we don't really know what happened to her. Well, she came back, didn't they? Like, she was pissed. She came back already. We she saw did. her. Yeah, we saw her because she came back and she was pissed that you left us out there to die. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So all of those shorts for nothing. So are these three people, are one of them going to join the cast? Is one of them going to show up somewhere in the desert where one of the other members is? Could be. I, I mean, don't think they're doing a good job. They didn't util- utilize Alex very much. And I don't want to go too much on Fear the Walking Dead because we're in the middle of The Walking Dead, but I figured out what Fear the Walking Dead is missing. I may have said this already, so I apologize. We do a lot of podcasts. The Walking Dead is based on a comic book. And when you base it on a comic book, there are larger-than-life characters. Yes, like Rick has his python, Michonne has her katana. Michonne, and- Michonne's not a normal person. No. She's like a ninja. And Abraham is a military guy, and, he, and he's strong, and he's good with weapons. And uh, Morgan's got a stick, and each one of them has like a their own weapon and personality. And on Fear the Walking Dead, it's it's one family. A lot of the women, I I already told you my problem. They're all brunette. Yeah, I can't keep track. I need a couple of more blondes. Well, I got Madison. I know in Madison's there. the mom, but she's the mom. Yeah. I need like a twenty-two year old redhead. Anyway, <laughs> but all the redheads die on Fear the Walking yeah. Dead. Which all the to... blondes die on Walking Dead. Yeah, and the redheads lately. So I think we need like the guy. Um, I forget his name, but uh, Thomas Abigail's 
friend. It was a Carlos, the guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I get the name wrong, I apologize. Um, he was really good with the guns. He shot everybody on the ship, remember? Mm-hmm. Shot him on the ship. Didn't ship him on the ship. He shot him ship on the ship. Ship him on the ship. So he was good with weapons. They killed him off really quickly. I thought that was going to be somebody like, this guy kicks ass. Yeah, no, dead. dead. All right, so anyway. Fear the Walking Dead, I expect people to get swords and hammers and jackhammers mm-hmm. and machine guns and boomerangs and stuff. I want crazy weaponry. <laughs> crazy weaponry. I, I want a sheath, like a, <laughs> like the Grim Reaper. Oh that'd, my be, God. that'd be a good weapon. Like if you hooked people. <sighs> Ooh, ah. Like if Morgan was like, you know, manned up and put like a big hook knife on the end of that thing. Like a sickle? Like, like one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh my God. Like a sickle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I digressed. Okay, so we see Eugene. And he's online with his tour guide, the woman with the tattoo on her, on her neck. And they're going around, I guess, the stores, the shopping area. Yeah. Where you cash in your points for food and products and stuff. She basically had told him, if you want something, you you know, you, you just take it. So he's on the line at the sanctuary, and he cuts the line. He, he for a second, thinks, well, they're treating me really well. I remember what she said. I'm going to just walk up to the front of the line. And he says, give me the cold capsules. And the woman who's sitting down, she yells at him, and, you know, she, he basically has to go to the back of the end of the line. He walks away dejected, and then he sort of realizes, wait a minute, Negan likes me. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm important around here. And I remember what I was taught. So he walks back, and he tells her who he is, and he's like, I, I'm, I work for Negan, that means you work for me, and, and he's got this huge attitude, and then he says, uh, so that means your ass works for me. Oh. I was like, holy shit, when I saw that scene. Right. I was like, man, Eugene. So she apologizes to him. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry, I had no idea. We get so many new people here. I had no idea. Now, you could lie. Yeah. But eventually, someone's going to tell Negan that you're spreading these lies. But she took him for face value. Yep. I mean, the man's got the mullet. You don't argue with yeah. the guy with the mullet. <laughs> he takes a bunch of crap he doesn't need. Now, that reminded me of it, which they referenced on Talking Dead, Steve Martin in the movie The Jerk. Oh, yeah. Um, in the movie, he was really, really wealthy, and he loses everything. Spoiler! 1978, the jerk. <laughs> 1982, somewhere in there. Anyway, he loses everything, and he's in his mansion, and they're taking the furniture out, and they're taking everything, and he says, what, whatever you do, don't take my remote control. All I need is my remote control. And then he grabs a ball and paddle, and he says, all I need is my remote control and my ball and paddle. He's in his bathrobe, and he starts taking individual little things everywhere, and he's like, all I need is my remote control and my ball and paddle, and my, you know, my pen. He's grabbing miscellaneous crap. Eugene starts grabbing miscellaneous crap just to prove he can. Yep. A stuffed otter sloth thing, yeah. right? And a, a fly swatter, a bed. I want the bedpan. And then he just finally took the basket and dumped all the shit into the bedpan and just walked away. No, he did one thing that was really stupid. What was that? He, then he signed d- the book. He signed the book. Yes. He signed the book. He said, you have to sign those capsules out. Now, I hope he signed it, Dwight. Hmm? Or, or something other than Eugene. Yeah. Because if anyone did take pills and killed himself, they would know, wait a minute, the Mr. Scientist guy over there made they pills. Took all of them. Yeah, exactly. So, dumb on his part if he signed his real name. Back to the doctor's office. The doctor says to... Um, Dwight. Dwight, so where is she? And Dwight says, I killed her. I chased her into a herd of dead ones. Mm. Walkers. Yeah. I still don't like when other people call them other things, but I get Me it. Me too. The dead ones. The roamers. The biters. The, yeah. Okay. The undead. The floaters. So the, the bobbers. The bobbers. Now, I want you to remember this line that the doctor says, because it answers a lot of questions that we're going to get to later in the episode. The doctor says, 
we understand now. We don't get to have big hearts. You know, like you and me, we know. She had it coming, basically. Yeah, she had it. Yep. Well, cut to the iron ceremony. Saw this in the trailer. Oh. Dwight is firing up the iron. Negan walks in. Someone's getting it. But you don't know who. Everyone's gathered around. I didn't know if it was going to be Eugene. I didn't know if Dwight was going to no. get it again. Definitely not Eugene because he's up on the bridge on the on the top level. And whatever's going to happen, he's up there to watch. Oof. And as this is going on, Negan keeps looking up to him. Yeah. Like, you watching this? You, you're gonna and he says, you're going to want to see this. Yeah. Oof. And he doesn't say a lot, but everyone's there, the wives, the doctor. The doctor's got to be there to treat the person who's getting ironed. Yep. And at that point, we realize he's going after the doctor because he hits the doctor with a bat. He, like, Lucille's him in the shoulder, like, three times. He hit him in the shoulder. No, he hit him in the shoulder, then he hit him in the nuts. Oh. Trust me, I, I oh, don't you miss... Saw, you didn't miss that part. I, I don't miss that one. <laughs> so the doctor's like, whoa, whoa, what do I do? Now, by the way, I've seen people beg for their lives. This is the worst example of begging for your life I have ever seen. Yeah, he didn't uh, beg that hard. He didn't beg not to be burned. He's like, I didn't do it. I didn't me. That's it. No crying. No, I didn't do it. I'm Negan. Don't hurt me. <laughs> I would have been, I'm Negan. I would have gotten a tattoo that said I'm Negan. I love I you. I would have had a, give me an N. Give me an E. I'm Negan. <laughs> I would have done a whole cheer, had the wives involved as background dancers. <laughs> How much do we love Negan? Get the crowd going. Give me a Neg. Give me an Ann. But he didn't do that. He's like, yeah, no, I didn't do it. Yeah, it was pretty a we- not pretty the most weak. Uh, right. He's like, what did I do? What did I do? And he shows the doctor a note that he says was in the doctor's desk. It's the bottom half of the note that uh, that Dwight found in his house. That was. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. And at the bottom it said... Goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. Well, goodbye, honey was goodbye from honey. Yeah. Well, it made it... Lo- now, I saw the note and I just thought it meant she said goodbye to the doctor. Negan explains, you let my puppy out, meaning Daryl. Yeah. You let him out. You you wanted to maybe do right because you knew Shari liked him. Yep. You, you did the right thing by her. Maybe you'd move on in and, and get Sherry. And the doctor's like, what? No, I, you know, I, uh, again, not really winning anybody over with yeah. any. So Negan thinks in order to get on Sherry's good side, he let Daryl out and Sherry left him a note like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Because, you know, thank you. I'm, I'm like, maybe there was a, a thing going on there. That's what I thought because, you know, Negan's number one rule is you can't have sex with his wives. So I thought Negan kind of viewed that as a double betrayal because saying goodbye, honey, looking like the note was to the doctor from Sherry, it kind of looked like they may have a little summon summon. Right. So Negan tells the doctor that Dwight told him that Sherry confessed to the whole thing right before she died and that the, doc hel- the, the doctor helped her and that he knows everything. And, and he's like, no, 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 he's, he's lying. And Negan says, why would Dwight lie? If she's out there, I'll find her. And then I'll burn the other half of his face yeah. till he's dead. Meaning, what's what's Dwight's motivation? Yeah, Negan's like, what does that you know? What does that do for Dwight? Nothing. So he basically says to the guy, he's about to iron him. Look, man, just confess. So you got to do is confess. Just admit it. And it'll be over. Don't lie to me. Just admit it. So what does he do? He, he confesses, confesses and apologizes. <laughs> Negan puts the iron down and says, "That that's all you needed to say." At that moment, I thought, oh, shit. You thought, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew it was going to be real bad, and it was. I was trying to figure out, as a, <sighs> as a TV show, 
I, I, you can't, that never works, by the way, if you just apologize and, and admit it. It's a trick. Not to Negan. It's a trick. It's a trap. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars reference. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, so I knew something was going to happen. Mm. He pointed up to Eugene. He looked at Eugene. We're like, you, you watching this? Now, I knew they weren't going to iron him because we've already seen that. Yeah. So for dramatic effect, we've seen someone get ironed. Yeah. We've seen someone get Lucille'd. Yes. But I knew he was getting punished. I thought they'd put him on the walker wall and pour hot metal over him live. Oh. That's what I thought for a second. Oh, that would have been bad. Then I saw the pit and the angle. And that's when I thought... You saw it coming? I, I, once the, I, I saw the flames and everything and him... Uh. I'm like, and he basically did what he did to Glenn when he killed Glenn. Spoiler! Yeah. <laughs> when he was just like talking casually, I need you to know what kind of leader I am. Boom. All right, back to it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Like he just like he goes from so how's it going to killing. Dead. And that's the way. Well, here you go. All you yeah, do is admit it. That was it. If the doctor admits he, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. If he admits it, he gets his face burned. But does he get to live? I mean, yeah, because he yeah. gets his face burned. What? What? Ultimately, you take a risk. But if he had said, "I know you're going to burn me," I really did not do it. Yeah. I can't confess to doing something I didn't do. I don't want you to fi- like. If he had called his bluff and said, "I don't want you to forgive me," I didn't do it. Yeah. But if you don't believe me, then go ahead and burn me. But I didn't do it, and I'm not going to confess. Yeah. That was his only way out. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's believable. And from why a, would you say that? From a doctor that, that proclaims he gets it, he knows what's going on here, he's a team player. When does Negan forgive anybody except Carl? True. He doesn't. Yeah. And you know he's going to set an example for Eugene. He he's can't gonna, be nice to you. He's going to scare the shit out of Eugene more than he already has. Yeah. So, Negan looks at Eugene, grabs the doctor, throws him in the oven, and uh, oh. uh, just brutal. And you hear him go, oh, oh, oh. oh God. And then Negan says, and I don't know if everyone listening to this podcast realized this, but he says, good thing we've got to spare Dr. Carson. Yep, I heard that. His brother is the doctor at the hilltop. Who is taking care of pregnant Maggie right, right now. Now, I already mentioned before, Negan goes to the hilltop in episode 14, I think, which is To three get weeks the Dr. Away. Carson spare. I assume it's to go get the other Dr. Carson. Yeah. This may motivate the hilltop to go to war. Yeah. That's what I think. Maggie needs him for prenatal care, so she's going to be pissed. But also, Negan thinks she's dead. Now, they have the walkie-talkies, so I'm assuming that Jesus will know they're coming. Yeah. Maggie's going to need to get the hell out of there. Uh, yes. She can't be seen. So now we have, we have Sherry, who's out there. Negan thinks is dead. Maggie is out there. Negan thinks is dead. So we got a couple of women that if he sees them, <laughs> Dwight's screwed. Yeah. Rick's screwed. So they need to make sure they don't get caught. And hmm. then you have Daryl wandering around there aimlessly. Right. Then Negan sets women back a couple of generations when he says, it's a shame that Sherry's dead because she was so pretty. Oh, God. And, yeah. uh, and <laughs> uh, you know, he's like, Dwight, do you feel bad about what's going on? And Dwight's like, uh, you know, do you feel, he's like, I'm not sorry. Like, yeah. I don't. And, and uh, Negan's like, man, stone cold. Yep. The wives come by Eugene's room. Eugene's still playing Yar's Revenge. Still. He's, they say to him, did you make the pills? Now, one of the things they, if you picked up on this, when they asked him to make the pills the first time, he said, for dosage purposes... How much does she weigh? How much does she weigh? And they said around one, 140? Was that it? 120. 120, around 120. And they asked for two pills. So, 
He says, yes, I made the pills, but you can't have them. He goes, that's a fool's errand. He says, I know they're for Negan. That's why you wanted two pills. Because one pill at 120 pounds would not be enough to kill a man of Negan's size. You would need two pills. Yeah. Now, Negan's kind of skinny. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's probably like 200, but, you know. If that. I'm not saying he weighs 240. Yeah. In the comics, his he's, comic book character is much huge. bigger. Much bigger. So, by the way, the two wives are Frankie and Tanya. Yeah. Not the one that isn't Amber, the two that aren't Amber. Uh, anyway, they, they tell him they're going to rat him out to Negan and say it was all his idea if he doesn't give them the pills. And he says, Negan will believe me for the same reason Negan believed Dwight over the doctor, which means he knows that the doctor didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He says, you're, you're replaceable. Oh I'm not. God. He got cajones again here. Yeah. He like was like, I'm not replaceable. He's so. the boss. Oh, yeah. He wore the boss pants in that scene. Yeah. Now, do you think he would have thrown the doctor in the fire if the other Dr. Carson at the hilltop didn't exist? Uh, and what is he going to tell him? That the walkers got him? No, I threw your brother in, a, in, a, in an I oven? I think he's just, knowing Negan, he'd just be like, I held your brother. Yeah, I threw him in the oven. Yeah. You're up next. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so this is where it was kind of freaky. The wives say to Eugene, but Negan killed your friends. And Eugene says, he killed many, but we killed 30 of his. Hmm. Like, so then it was justified. Yeah. Betrayal! <laughs> Possible betrayal. Possible. Now he's defending, he's defending him. You know what? I don't want to get political. It would be like someone, anyone in particular, saying, well, Putin may be a killer, but we're no better. We're not that innocent. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Not taking sides, just relating a recent news story that somebody said, you think Russia's bad, we're not so innocent ourselves. That's basically what Eugene said. He's like, well, we killed 30 of their people, 30 or so people, so, you know, I get why he killed some of our people. And especially after seeing Dr. Carson thrown into that fire, he sure as hell is not going to give over those pills. Because God forbid it got out, Eugene would be in that pit next. Mm -hmm. And he knows it. Ooh, sorry, that's my... uh zipper against the mic. So they call him a coward. He says, that I am, basically. I'm a coward. <laughs> and they leave. Oh, God. Now, that's shaving a haircut, two bits. Classic old, yep. Yep. right? Shaving a haircut, two bits. two bits. That's his knock. So I knew it was Negan. He comes in. You're like, uh-oh, he's, he's kind of, like, Ooh. very serious. He looked like he knew for a minute. Right. Did you, and I was like, holy Because they just crap. left. They just they, left. They just left, and they said they were going to rat him out, and Negan looked Pissed. And did you notice when he walked by, Lucille went right by oh, his face, almost right like, by Eugene's face. Yep, it almost touched him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Negan tells him that Frankie and Tanya had nothing but nice things to say about him. Smart. Smart and then women. I got even more nervous. I thought, oh my God, they really did tell him. Well, either they said nothing but nice things before this scene just yeah. happened, or they said something in the hall because they know they're replaceable. Yep. And, and he, Eugene's right. Eugene just put him into line. They, he, he will not believe his own wives over the new guy. Yep. Anyway, Negan says to him, you don't need to be scared anymore. Eugene, instantaneously, you could see all the stress, like, relief, mm-hmm. relieve, uh, leave his body. His whole demeanor changed. Negan, as we, we've learned in the comics, was a school teacher. Yes. But he also knows psychology of people. He knew, at least he tried to break Daryl the way Daryl needed to be broken. And he knew right away that Eugene was a coward. And he's treating him like someone who's scared and he's going to baby him and, and, and nurture him. Yeah, which he needs. 
That's what Eugene responds. He says, to. I don't invite a lot of people in. I don't make a lot of people part of the family, basically. Yeah. He says, but I'm making an exception for you. He says, but there's one really important question I need you to answer. Oh, man. And it's a big one. Did you know what the question was? Yes. Yeah. And, man, did Eugene have that answer before Negan even finished asking okay. it. I'll be Negan. You be Eugene. Okay. Who are... I am Negan. Stone cold hearted Negan yeah. or whatever he says. He says, I'm Negan. I'm utterly and completely <laughs> stone cold Negan. Negan. I was Negan before I even met you. I just needed to meet you properly to know I'm Negan. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And then I thought, betrayal. Betrayal. <laughs> right. Look, I wrote betrayal. <laughs> betrayal. On my she- Here's my sheets. Every week I got to prove I got sheets here. Negan is very happy because he's he's... Smart enough to know how to break him, but not smart enough to know if he's bullshitting him or not. Yeah. Remember, Negan's, a, I mean, uh, Abra- Abraham believed Eugene was a scientist and how to get him to Washington. Eugene is quite convincing because he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. The next morning, Eugene's up on the ledge giving orders to the guys who are putting the, the molten metal on the walkers. He's got a new black a coat. power roll. Yep. Now, by the way, Eugene had a jar of pickles with him for most of the episode. He was, like, clutching Because he asked for pickles, and the the female savior gave him the jar. Yeah. That's when she said, if you want something, you take it. You just take it. Now, I I read a couple of things, and and some of the bloggers, I forget who it was, said, if that worked for everybody, it may have been um, Make Path Presents, if everyone takes what they want, there's nothing left. I don't think many people are on that list. Of, I, I guess. Well, of, clearly uh, Dwight was. Remember the episode? Oh, when he well, took everything with the He made a sandwich for himself. I think it's a very select few yeah. on that list. So he's got the pickles, and he's giving orders, like he's running shit. Yep. And Dwight comes over, and he says, I'm Eugene. You're, he goes, he looks at him like, do you remember who I am, whatever? And he says, I'm Eugene. You're Dwight. We're both Negan. Yeah, I know. I'm like, my God. Now, if you remember, when Eugene met... Dwight, right, at the railroad tracks when Dr. Denise got killed. He bit him in the crotch. He bit his dick. He bit his dick. <laughs> I was thinking all day, how am I going to say that? <laughs> and I, that wasn't how I was going to say it. I just it. said crotch. He bit him on the manhood. He bit him on the man junk. Hard. Hard, which made him k- kill over, and that's when our guys started shooting their guys. Yep. He was a distraction. Other than the lineup, this is really the only real interaction they've had. Yeah. Now, did you notice what Eugene did? Did he bite the pickle? He bit a pickle. He bit the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so if Dwight was even thinking a little bit, I, that like, was like him going, yeah, fucker. Yeah, yeah try it, try I'm it. I'm biting the pickle. Come at me. I'm on the level now. Yeah. And actually, they were up on the high level together, which I thought was symbolic. Yes. They're up on the same level now. Yep. Ooh. Eugene stepping up. Stepping up. So that's when the episode ends. Here's where we see scenes from next week. There's been another trailer since. We Mich- know where the rubber ducks came from. Yeah, sure. Jumping ahead, jumping ahead. Jump, Jamie, jump ahead. I'm sorry. Hashtag Jamie jumps I got, ahead. I got excited. Okay. Uh, Michonne and Rick are driving in a van, and in this scene, they find a carnival filled with walkers. At some point, they cut to another scene where the van is surrounded by walkers. They got to go through the sunroof to yeah, get so out. Yeah, like they're going through the sunroof. They're running around. Good thing the van had a sunroof. Imagine what it didn't. What if it didn't? What if it didn't? <laughs> uh, we see Rosita... Getting antsy. It looks like she's talking to Tara. And she says she can't wait. She wants guns. I want to go out looking for them. Which she does. There's a scene she goes out looking for them. She's approaching some kind of trailer maybe. A mobile home of some kind. And then there's another scene where a fat bloated female walker comes out of a doorway. That was nasty. Then we see Rosita looking at something scared and she's backing up. Those two could be completely unrelated. We don't know. We don't know if that was what she was reacting to. Yeah. 
Talking Dead. Eugene, Josh McDermott, Dwight, Austin, Emilio, and Lil John. Lil John. We're on Talking Dead. Again, I will tell you, if you don't watch Talking Dead, you're missing out on a lot. It's fun. Love it. Um, Josh McDermott says, this is what Eugene was probably like before the apocalypse. Sat in his apartment, played video games all day. Um, and so they asked him about living with his mullet. They said, <laughs> what's it like? You know, you still have the mullet. He's like, listen, it's my job. I'm used to it. He's like, but when I leave the house, my wife's like, put the hat on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin liked this episode a lot, liked playing uh, Dwight in this episode. He said it was a meaty role. The audience probably got tired of seeing me sneak around and pop out from behind trees. <laughs> I got to do something, show some emotion, uh, you know, see see some of Dwight's happy moments, which you, made you cry. Yeah. Uh, Austin said he hates Easy Street. In fact, he was at a bowling alley. He got recognized. <laughs> this is so funny. And they put Easy Street on the loudspeaker system. <laughs> And he's like, I can't escape it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Shout out to the writers at Talking Dead. They do an in memoriam where they show who died that episode. Drop it like it's rot? Yeah. No, <laughs> drop it like it, yes. So they showed the drop it like it's rot walker that we lost the bottom half of his. They give names to the walkers, which I love. I always, that's my mom's favorite part. Right. Then they showed Dr. Carson getting burned in the oven and it said, Dr. Carson, you're, you're fired. fired. So you remember that. Um, executive producer Denise Huth, who's on next week, Talked about Dwight's scene at his house. She said it was heartbreaking. And that when he pulled the beer and pretzels out, uh, it looks like if Sherry were there, he would absolutely leave yeah. with her. So she confirmed that. Yeah. He would absolutely have left. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Greg Nicotero was interviewed and he said, we don't know if Eugene is betraying the group or not. He says, Eugene's playing a character the way Carol does. When Carol pretends she's Susie Homemaker. Yeah. And she's all sweet. And then, and, and then she kicks the wolves' asses. He did say he's not as good as Carol is at it, though. To which Josh McDermott saw the clip and was a little offended. <laughs> Here's the part. Now, I want to address a couple things. Okay. Amanda Tidy, uh, TWD, said, why did Dwight do that to the doctor? Here's my theory. The doctor, in trying to be cool with Dwight, like, she's not like us. We get it. We're killers. That's the world we live in. Screw her. She was too soft. In doing that, he pissed Dwight off. Oh, I think so. They go the whole episode showing how much he loves Sherry. Mm-hmm. How much he was willing to give up for Sherry. Although, again, when he went back on Dwight's motorcycle and got his face burned, mm. how much did he love Sherry yeah. or, or her sister? Um, when, when you badmouth a man's woman, you're going in the oven. Yeah, he did not like that. So it was a win-win for him because now he built up trust that he was willing to kill Sherry and turn the doctor in. Negan now trusts Dwight even more. He's looking good in Negan's book. It also tells me that Dwight is getting ready to turn on Negan. I think he's he's ready to get out of there. He would have left with Sherry. Mm-hmm. He, he got his ass beaten up again, mm. and I don't think he wants this life. I think he wants to go look for her. But he needs to cover his tracks first. Had he just left and gone after her again to find her, yeah, they might have come after him. He's got to find a way to go after her where they don't. So, Do you think he's going to find her? Do you think she'll resurface? Well, here's what a lot of people online are saying, that they wonder if Dwight, I'm sorry, if Daryl will bump into Sherry now. Sherry's on the run. Daryl's out roaming around. Yep going towards the sanctuary, possibly, do they bump into each other? I could totally see that happening. And she says, I'm the one that freed you. Yeah. And then maybe she joins up with the survivors mm. 
which would be different than her character in the, the TV show, in the comics, right? I'm wondering if they change up, because Daryl doesn't exist in the comics, and we've talked about how Dwight and Daryl are very similar. Yes. Bikers, tough guys, crossbow, long hair. If maybe what Dwight does in the comics doesn't happen now. Hmm. And maybe Daryl takes what Dwight is going to do down the road. I don't know. Could be. They do that a lot. They do that a lot. So that's interesting. Now, here's the part that really got me. We talked about betrayal. What do we establish at the beginning of the podcast? This season and to our group. Yes. Josh McDermott on Talking Dead said he does, as an actor, does not know if Eugene is pretending or not. If he really doesn't, then there is another betrayal. He says this season is done, well, this season's done filming. He said he told Scott Gimple, I don't want to know what my character is going to do. Don't show me the future script. I don't want to know if I'm pretending. I don't want to know if it's real. I'm not that good of an actor. I might. Hmm. I, I want to act like it's real. Yeah. Don't tell me. That means, since this season is done filming, this is my theory, if Eugene doesn't betray Negan this season or betray our survivors this season because they're done filming and he doesn't know, Yeah. and the betrayal happens this season, it's not him. then it's not him. Yeah, I have a feeling it's not him. I still think it's it's Eric. I Aaron's love, boyfriend. I love that theory, by the way. I, I think it's I still think it's Eric. Yeah. And I think I think that doesn't mean that Eugene can't betray next now. There's a theory on, I believe it was comicbook.com. Um at Sarah Beth Pollock wrote an article and she said, Is Eugene building a Death Star? Now, if you saw Rogue One, now if you saw Star Wars, in Star Wars, the, the movie ends in Star Wars. They find a weakness in the Death Star, which seems like the kind of weakness that you wouldn't have built into the Death Star. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day, we weren't asking questions. We were just excited to watch the movie. (laughs) They blow up the Death Star. Spoiler, 1977. (laughs) Rogue One is based on one line of Star Wars where it says a rogue band or, or a small band of fighters went to get the plans to the Death Star. And in the Star Wars... They have the plans to the Death Star, which is why they know there's a weakness. And for years, people were like, why was there a weakness? It doesn't make any sense why they, there'd be this dumb weakness in, in the Death Star. They go and build another Death Star, and it also has a, a weakness, oh, yeah. a different weakness. At least this weakness was explained in Rogue One. If you're a Star Wars fan, you should have seen it by now. 2016, spoiler! <laughs> okay. In the movie, they explain why there's a weakness. A guy working on the project was being forced against his will. Oh boy. He was a good guy, but the Empire recruited him as a brilliant scientist and demanded, threatened his family. He has to build the Death Star. He put in a weakness as a way of going, like, I'll build it. Now, why they didn't expect there to be a weakness? Because he's hated the Empire? I don't know. There's a, little, a couple of theories. But he acted like he was on board as much as he could. Like Eugene is doing. So the theory in this article is... Eugene's going to help them build impenetrable, you know, uh, walkers and and, and, and whatever science he gives them to help build bombs, whatever. But that he's going to screw with them some way. Either the bombs are going to explode too quickly or there'll be a weak, somewhere there'll be a weakness. Like maybe he knows about that specific metal where once it's out in the sunlight too long, it'll melt again, whatever. That makes total sense. That maybe he's going to play along up until the point where he can live well, but not at the expense of his group. Yes. Josh said he doesn't think Eugene ever had sex. He also said only Rosita seems to care about Eugene. Last week, only Rosita said, you know, we got to find Eugene. 
Nobody else. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else is talking about, let's go get Eugene. It's like when Beth was taken. Maggie never mentioned her. Maggie didn't say shit the whole time. She's like, yeah, let's go to D.C. Let's go. A whole season went by, yeah, she, basically. She didn't even look for never her. Never was like, we got to find my sister. I it miss my sister. bad. It was bad. And then when she sees her, she's crying. I know. Uh, Faker. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I think that's the way it is with Eugene. I don't think they're all... Like, they haven't mentioned Olivia, really. They're not... You know. Well, Olivia's not missing. She's dead. Well, she's dead, but they haven't been like, yeah, you know. Kind of. We need our spaghetti. So. Probably put something skinny in front of charge of the supplies now, because yeah. that was what Negan said. <laughs> Sneak peek on Talking Dead for next week. Rick and Michonne are camping by a van, the same mm-hmm. van we've seen in the uh, uh, scenes from next week's The uh, Walking Dead. Then we see them busting into a house looking for supplies. Then they have sex on the floor of the house. It's kind of hot. Kind of hot. Looks kind of hot. Ship them on the floor. Ship them on the floor. <laughs> All over the place. Uh, next week on Talking Dead is a vet Nicole Brown and executive producer Denise Huth. Huth. And uh, I would imagine surprise guest. Yes. Maybe someone dies. We don't know. Next week. Uh, episode 12? Yeah. Now, next week looks like a bottle episode with Rick and Michonne. Okay, what, yeah. what I don't understand, because we've seen... Oh, there was another trailer. There was a, So the trailer was released this week, after the weekend, of them at a carnival. They see an old army vet who's dead. A war veteran or a guy in a military big, outfit. Big guns. With a big gun on his back and big ammunition shells on the ground. And whatever they see, they said something terrible happened here. There's big weapons. But this is why we're here. We want to yep. get weapons. Yep. So they got the one gun on the guy's back, yep. on the walker's back. There must be other guns there. So maybe they get some guns. Maybe not enough, but they must get some guns. But the carnival, as you pointed out, which I didn't even think about, Go ahead. What's the carnival? What does it make you make? That's you think where of? the rubber ducks came from. Right when they showed us before the season pictures of different things we were going to see, we saw a picture of ducks, and I said those look like carnival ducks—the kind you pick up and yeah. look underneath to see what kind of totally uh, right. prize you won. And they were at a carnival. Love it. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. Um, so that's it. So uh, we're excited about episode twelve. Um, next week we're excited about episode forty-seven. Next week's forty-eight. Yep. Now, episode 49, I may be doing from home. Okay. So it's going to sound a little weird. We'll talk about that on the phone. I'll be on the phone. You'll be here at the studio. Yeah. And then I'll be back in time for episode 50. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excited. Yeah. 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 Eugene, let us know what you think. Did he betray them? Is he going to betray them? Or is it just his master plot, Death Star style? Death Star style. At Walkers underscore Talkers on Twitter and Instagram. Jamie puts up some great pictures. Check them out. And um, that's it. It's time. What time is it? It's time Time to to shut shut this shit shit down. down.